You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. Tonight we'll be reading from Psalm 33. So the 33rd Psalm, a psalm without attribution, which about half the psalms are that away. A psalm that's entitled in this translation, The Steadfast Love of the Lord, which is, I think, an apt title and description. There is, and different English translations deal with it in a different way. There's a Hebrew word, uh, hesa or hesed, depending on the form of the word. This hesed love of the Lord for his people It's translated variously as a steadfast love, a continuing love, a uh, covenantal love, a um, uh, continual mercy, uh, a sure mercy. There's really not one English word that gets the concept fully, but it's the love and concern that God has for the people of his covenant because he's made covenant with them. He is concerned about them. He loves them. He expresses that love and concern with his unfailing, uh, continual love, mercy. A New Testament equivalent to this uh, largely would be grace. But it's for those who he has this relationship with. And it's in this relationship, uh, this covenantal uh, love with God, that we have... Blessings of Psalm 33 occurring. So, Psalm 33. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. It seems from a careful Old Testament study, that the people of God didn't use instrumental music in the tabernacle period. There were horns, the chauffeur, the ram's horns, that were blown to call people to worship. But they didn't accompany the, um, the singing or be using anything other than the blaring of these loud trumpets for assembly. And sometimes they would be blown at great length for praise, kind of like church bells being told over and over and over. But to use instrumental music like this is after David. And it's it's something that that God through David ordained and was a big part of temple worship. So we can date this uh, to David's time or after because we have instrumental music. All right, so we're going to use our instruments in the temple. We're going to sing God's praise there. Verse 10. For the word of the Lord is upright and all his works is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. That steadfast love of the Lord, that's part of that, that's that hesed idea we spoke a moment ago of. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And by the breath of his mouth, all their host, he gathers up the waters of the sea to a heap. He puts the deep in storehouses. There's quite a bit there, but just one to note, It's the word of the Lord that makes 
the heavens. Uh, in some of the translations of the Old Testament, uh, the Aramaic translations, it'll, it'll use the same word uh, that the Greeks would use for logos, which, of course, if we're familiar with first uh, chapter of John, the pre- uh, prologue to John's gospel, Jesus is what? He's the word. Here, how is creation made? Through the word of the Lord. And what does Colossians and Hebrews and John 1 all affirm? That creation was made through Jesus. I do think we see a hint of the prologue of John here. All right, moving on. Verse 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed be the nation whose God is the Lord. The people whom he has chosen as his heritage. Two points there. This sounds a lot like Psalm 2, where the nations come and rebel against the Messiah that the Lord has sent. But it's best to uh, kiss the son and make peace with what God has done. The other is verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people on whom he's chosen as his heritage. Folks, that's the Jewish nation. And then we're the Israel of God as Christians. Uh, When anybody applies that to any earthly nation today, ours or another, they're, they're not using this in either the Old Testament covenant language to Israel or the New Testament covenant language to the church. To just apply that to nations willy-nilly, especially mine, uh, as people are wont to do, that is not what this text is. It's about the uh, spiritual blessings in the covenant of the Lord. So verse 13, the Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out onto all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes their deeds. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation. And by its great might, it cannot rescue. So in the ancient world, the war horse, the most, one of the strongest things on the battlefield. There's that proverb, it's a favorite of mine. The horse is prepared for battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. The war horse by itself today, tanks by itself for nuclear missiles or whatever you got. That won't save you when the Lord comes. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. And on those who hope in his steadfast love, there's that same concept we're talking about. We hope, the people of God have hoped in that love that God has in his covenant for his people that he's made, he's made covenant agreement with. That he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. And so in that closing of this psalm, it's no difference in the relationship of the faithful Jew and the one who is faithful in Christ. Our soul waits on the Lord. He's our help and our shield. Our heart should be glad in him because we trust in his name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. That has always been the hope of the faithful, that we trust in God and the covenantal love he has shown 
through uh, many generations and ages past to those who are his people. So let us do like they do in this psalm, shout for joy and praise the benefits and give thanks to God, singing him a new song with all of these things. So with that, we have the encouraging nature of God's love for us, the comfort and joy we can have in life through that. And of course, we know today that's expressed in his word, which is his son, the word who became flesh and in whom we hope. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available online at malvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.